Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen here with David Strickle, a stream of David. Today is Tuesday, August the 25th, 2020. It's 4 p.m. New York time and wherever you are in the world. Thanks for joining us for another episode of LOA Today, your daily dose of happy. And David, we were talking before the show about Kaya, your ongoing boot camp. And uh, you're giving me a couple of uh, pieces of information about it, but uh it's something that we haven't spent a whole lot of time on. I figured we should maybe start off with that before we get to the questions that have been sent in. And I also wanted to share with you an email that came in about the main topic we had last week. You'll recall that last week we spent about 40 minutes on one question from a listener who had a situation where her daughter was raped by her father and really, you know, very emotionally uh, fraught situation. And she sent in a very appreciative email. So we'll get to that in a moment, but let's talk about Taya a little bit. Good, good, good. Yeah. Taya is, um, I I assume most people listening have, you know, gotten familiar with me a little bit, but if not, I channel a a stream of consciousness that I call the stream. It's known as the stream of David and it's been coming to me my entire life. But when I started sharing it with other people publicly, which was just a few years ago, I realized that there was a set of teachings that I had taken and developed a practice for myself that I didn't even really realize what I was doing while I was doing it. I was just taking their teachings and creating something for me that allowed me to remove what I used to identify as abundance blocks. I know a lot Mm -hmm. of people use that term now, remove your abundance blocks. But with mainstream law of attraction teachings, I found myself sort of hitting this wall over and over again, even though I understood law of attraction very early on in life. I understood law of attraction as a child. I didn't know what it was called, but I've always understood it. But then as an adult, when I started to get more intentional with it, meaning I started wanting to utilize quote unquote law of attraction to attract more than just money and material things, Mm -hmm. because that's all I ever focused on. And I wanted to change other areas of my life, weight loss, getting off of uh, painkillers, healing my chronic back pain, getting out of a bad relationship, really loving myself more, getting over childhood trauma, all of that other stuff. The stuff that, that I held abundance. on to. I mean, you don't have abundant life without all the rest of it. Right, right. Well, you know, I, I thought that having a big house and a fancy car and a big salary was going to do it. And it didn't. That, that would do it? Oh, really? <laughs> it didn't do it. <laughs> you know, who knew? Who knew? I didn't know that. So right. it took me 40 years to prove that to myself, that, that money and material things were not all that abundance is. And I, I created this practice for myself that I started teaching other people And that's where Taya came from. Taya is just a word that we came up with that that stands for trust your abundance. Because I realized that my problem with law of attraction was that my vibration was in this constant flow of up and down as it is for all of us as physical beings. Polarity is pulling us up and down this, this vibrational spiral, if you will. And that there's no cure to that because that's why we're here. As human beings, a stream. Well, there is a cure. You leave permanently. Yeah, this is the cure is death. (laughs) (laughs) So not not wanting to to experience death any sooner than I than I really need to. I wanted to to learn how to work within this vibrational system. Because when I was in high vibration, the, the the idea of believing my dreams and trusting the universe came very easy because I was in high vibration. Sure. But then when I would dip down into low vibration, all of those negative thoughts would come pouring in 
and that comparison energy and the, the impatience, when's it going to happen? What am I not doing right? You know, so-and-so manifests this so easily and I don't. If I can manifest money so easily, why can't I manifest everything else? All of that crap, you know, pours in a low vibration. And there's really no curing low vibration. But I taught myself how, what to do and what not to do in low vibration. And more importantly, I realized that from the streams teachings and of course from the Abraham teachings and a lot of others that we meditate to reach neutrality because source is not connecting to us below neutral. They're not able to connect with us in low vibration because they're high vibration energy. Right. Mm. And when we get to neutrality through meditation, source can kind of grab us and, and guide us up in vibration from there, if you will. That, that's an interesting that, point. Be, be, before you skip that, I, there, there's something I want to talk about there. Uh, yeah. Because I recall, I think it was, I can't remember if it was a video with Abraham or one of the Abraham books that I've read almost all of those. Somewhere in the Abraham teaching, they made the point that when you're neutral, you're actually in lower vibration. You're in a negative vibration. Yeah, so you're just, you've got yourself happen. high enough to allow Apparently. source to connect, but you're not really in high because you're yeah. not joyful. Yeah. You know, the stream says if you're not jo in joy, you're actually in low vibration. Yeah, you, you may not be in depression or despair or anger or rage or any of those things, but if you're not in this state of appreciation and joy and loving life, you're actually below neutral. And neutral is just that no thought, no. Uh, and, I, and you know, we may use neutral a little different than Abraham does, but neutral is no thought. You know, as little thought as possible. It's that little sliver that we do not spend much time in at all. And the purpose of neutral is just neutrality so that we're no longer negative and that source can connect with us. And then we can actually raise our vibration from there. Well, that's so an interesting point too, because I always thought of neutrality as also have sort of like a neutral feeling to it too. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a sort of a neutral level of vibration, but it, it's the, it's the range where, well, I don't really feel happy. I don't really feel sad. I, I don't really feel much of anything. Yeah, you're really in the, the upper portion of down the spiral. Yeah. You're really in the upper portion of negative or low vibration when you're neutral like that. Because if right. you are connected to source, you feel good. Yeah. You are hopeful. You have intuition flowing. You believe your dreams. You trust your abundance. You, when you're up there, you do all of that stuff, and it comes very easily. The problem is, is that our modern lives pull us out of there much of the time. The chattering, the social media, the and I know when I'm in less than high vibration, not just from the state of joy, but if I'm triggered at all, if somebody, if I read something and it triggers me into negativity, if I'm able to be triggered, if I'm even absorbing anything negative, I know I'm not in high vibration. Mm -hmm. I mean, less than, even if I'm not down, I know that I could be higher in vibration. Right. So just like source connects with us from neutral and takes us up, our transgressors do the same thing in reverse. When we dip down into a little bit of low vibration and then suddenly we're triggered down even further, that's our transgressor sort of grabbing hold of us and dragging us down as far onto lower vibration. That's why we deal that's with- That's an interesting word, transgressors. I mean, I don't think I've ever heard that word. That, that's how like, we use transgressors a lot. That's almost like a Christian word. That's why I'm saying that. Yeah, yeah. That well, word. I was raised Christian, so I probably, you know, the stream uses my vocabulary just like sure. Abraham yeah. utilizes uh, Esther's vocabulary. Right. So to me, that I took ownership of that word to mean any unwanted person, circumstance, or event in our uh -huh. lives, all the way to birth or even prior to birth, if, if okay. something impacted us prior to birth. 
So a transgressor is something that we cannot look upon in full appreciation. Okay. Think about that. Think about the things in your life that you cannot look upon in full appreciation. And we all have them. Mm-hmm. And especially early childhood things that, that are, are things that haunt us, even things that we may look at from our adult perspective and think, well, gosh, I was just a little kid when that happened. Uh, it was no big deal. I, I'll use an example of I had this incident with my father, one of my first memories of my father. And my father left when I was six. So I had to be mm-hmm. you know, somewhere four or five years old. I was walking around on my own. I was in the garage with him. He was working on his Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> you can tell the, the timeline here, right? Yeah, just, just and, a little bit there. <laughs> <laughs> early, late 60s, early 70s here. And he was working on his Beetle in the garage. And I went into my toy box. And I wanted to give my dad a gift. Mm-hmm. And I had this little box. And I put some of my little toys in a box. And I remember going to him and, and giving him this as a gift. I wanted his attention, his affection. Mm-hmm. And he took it and threw it in my toy box and told me to get back in the house. Oh. So from an adult perspective, big deal. You know, your dad was an asshole in the moment. You know, he was busy. <laughs> you know, you're a grown up now. You're 52 years old. Get over it. Well, I will tell you that I carried that as a transgressor into my early. Oh, years. yeah. Sure. I remember the pain of that moment of feeling like my father didn't love me. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately, my father left within a couple of years of that happening. And, and you know, he's still in my life, but we've never been close. Mm-hmm. So that moment and my father as a whole were transgressors for me. So fathers so, of the world, the next time your kid brings you the car out of the box, accept the gift. Yeah, you know, I, I was approaching him from my, you know, what, four or five-year-old perspective. And that incident was monumental to me, even though in his perspective, he was just down in low vibration. He mm. was probably, you know, upset about what was happening to his car or not happening because my father's not real mechanical. I've gone on to understand. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> yeah. So he's, you know, he's not the type of guy that really works on his own vehicles, but I guess uh-huh. it's probably an economic thing at that point in his life. So he was frustrated. He was in low vibration. So his kids bothering him in low vibration, he's going to act out in low vibration, right? Right, right. So that's, you know, that's what was going on. And so now that's actually allowed me to appreciate that moment and release the transgressor of that moment Mm -hmm. that, wow, that was a painful moment, but I had to realize that my dad was in low vibration. You know, he has a temper. I inherited that for a long time and, you know, he just didn't want to be bothered by me at that time. And that really wasn't about me. That was about him. Mm-hmm. So in Taya, we do that. We find appreciation for transgressors and it's huge because that cleans up all this lower vibrational gunk that's down there waiting for us. When we do dip down into low vi- our low vibrational cycle, it grabs us and takes us down further. And the more we go down, the more we're negative. And when we're negative, that is our negative creation territory where we're creating our obstacles. And if we stay down there enough, we start canceling and slowing our, our dreams that we're manifesting when we're in high vibration. So Taya is, is very much built around all of that, forgiving transgressors all the way to the point of appreciation, allowing yourself to be in high vibration much of your life, much of the time, being in an almost constant state of joy and getting that vibration so high so often that the source connection is just natural because it's mm-hmm. already there. Mm-hmm. Source is in us. It's there. The stream is there in me. You know, it's not something I have to allow to, to drop in. It feels like that sometimes, but that's my manifesting that experience. Sure. Source is in all of us. And the stream says that, you know, they're mm-hmm. part of all of us. And when you're in high vibration and you listen to their message, that's why it resonates so much mm-hmm. because they're kind of telling you what you already know. Yeah. And it makes sense. Right. 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 So Taya is all about that being in high vibration 
being source connected, allowing the joy and the clarity that comes with that, and ultimately the abundance that comes with it because you're working yourself into high vibration without really having to work because you're releasing the stuff that used to drag you down in your life. And it makes you fearless. It, 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 the people that go through my boot camp come out absolutely fearless. I had one woman that went through, um, she was, uh, she's British. And she, I remember she went through talking about her fear was her lifelong thing that she was so paralyzed by fear. She didn't want to leave the house. She was afraid every time mm. the phone rang. She mm. lived in this constant state of fear her entire adult life. And she went through my boot camp and released her lifelong fear. And it's almost two years since she graduated. I met with her the other day. She's still there. Her fear is still detuned nice. with these tools after all this time. So the fourth thing that we do, other than those first three things in Taya, is you learn to set intention for your life and set intention for your day, which are both very important things. Oh, yeah. Because when you get your vibe really high, everything that you manifest manifests very quickly. So you manifest positive very quickly, but then when you drop down, you manifest negative really quickly. But you come to see the gift that the negative stuff is because you're not down there much. It's fewer and further between, and then you've got the tools to go up in vibration and solve it. So that's what Taya is, and, I, and I, that's what I teach. It's a set of teachings that I created based on what the stream taught me, mm -hmm. and they're very intertwined with it. And then the boot camp is a program where you get in, it's completely channeled, you go through, you work the modules over a 12-week period. You work with me and the other coaches. And then when you graduate, you're all fixed in life as perfect. No, I'm kidding. You're not <laughs> all fixed in life as imperfect. You are definitely operating at a very high vibrational level. We talk about changing your default vibration because whatever our lives are, are a result of our default vibration. And that's what happens is people listen to what podcast. You have a podcast. I have a podcast. They read a book. I have a book. Uh, you know, they, they get inspired by videos. They do all these things. They go to an Abraham workshop and they really raise their vibration and they're really going to get it this time. And they find themselves defaulting back to the same life they've always been in. Mm -hmm. And that frustrated the hell out of me. And I wanted to find tools yeah. to fix it. And I did. And then I started teaching it to other people. And I see now that it works. We have dozens and dozens of testimonials of people who've changed their lives. Nice. And the cool thing is, is it's not just coming out of boot camp. It sticks. If they keep doing the practice, it keeps getting better and better and better. Yeah, that's so that's really where the rubber meets the road. It's got to stick. If it, if it doesn't stay around, then you really didn't accomplish what you thought you were accomplishing. So that's really big. And I especially like of the items you mentioned, I especially love, I mean, you called it finding appreciation for transgressors, which I would kind of reinterpret as learning to appreciate the stuff that I didn't appreciate before that I really need to appreciate so I'm not blocked by it anymore. Right. Right. And just like the, you know, the heavy conversation that we had last week, when people start hearing this and people start hearing about law of attraction, inevitably you get that objection of, well, what about the child that was abused? Right. You know, how do you find appreciation for that? And that's a whole other hour topic right there. But I have had people that have gone through my boot camp that have gotten over the biggest transgressors you can imagine. I have a woman whose son was murdered. I think mm -hmm. I've talked about that on here before. Mm -hmm. She had to find appreciation for, I wouldn't say appreciation for his murder, but for his life path. Yes. The path that he manifested and the way that he exited, she was not free of the pain of that, that victim pain of being the mother of a murdered child until she got that. And of course she's forever changed by that event. You're never going sure. to you know, celebrate it, of but course. at the same time, she's made peace with it. 
and the making peace with it has allowed her to have a much higher vibration relationship with her son the way he is now in his completed state because he's in pure positive. And when you're the mourning, grieving you know, mother for five years, you're actually cutting yourself off from the very best that your son has available to you now. Right. And she's found that to be true. It's in her testimonial. And she continues to say that that continues to be true for her. So that's fantastic. For her. She's been that's out for over her. a year. Yeah. I, have, I do have a woman who is, I have a lot of people that suffer child abuse that go through. Mm -hmm. I had an abusive childhood in different ways. I had sexual abuse. That wasn't such a big deal for me. It was mm -hmm. the parental stuff for me. It was the mother, the father disappearing, the mother definitely having mental illness and not being fit to be a parent. Yeah. Fought to be my parent out of revenge. And they didn't want me, you know, mm -hmm. and that was a big thing for me to get over in my life. And then disowning yeah. me for the last 20 years of her life, I had to get over all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I knew that until I did, that I wasn't going to be able to just get happy or just get into the vortex, as people like to say. Right. You know, that that advice is good advice, but when I hear other people parrot that back and say, just get into the vortex, just get into the vortex. Well, we're not always going to stay in the vortex all the time. We're not always going to be in high vibration all the time. What do you do when you're down? And that creates your defaults. And, and when you clean up the lower vibrational stuff and you go and face it, then you do clean it up and it stays detuned for the rest of your life as long as you work on, and it, it, I hate to call it work because it's really the opposite of work. It's more of allowing the high vibrational state just to be. Yeah. Yeah. So and it, really helps, are, it really helps with abundance. It helps with manifestations for sure. Oh God. Yes. Because if you're in the high vibe state on a regular basis, manifestation is going to come in a whole lot quicker. Yeah. Well, and a big part of it, too, is, is appreciating the things that aren't perfect and appreciating the transgressors that we do, because we continue to manifest. And I don't like to call them transgressors. I call them obstacles. As we go forward, you do lower mm -hmm. in vibration, you'll have an obstacle. But it's so easy to solve when you have a tool like that and when it becomes your second nature because you've worked on it over a period of time. And I want to come back to that life isn't perfect. Life is perfect uh, paradigm there in a moment. But first, before I do that, for those people who are perhaps having their interest peaked because of what you've talked about here with Taya and, and the Taya boot camp, how do they get involved with that? Mm -hmm. That's something that they want to at least check into a little bit more. Yeah, there's two ways to get, you can email uh, me at David at the stream of David.com. Just mm -hmm. send me an email and we can talk about it. I do uh, zoom discovery meetings to talk about boot camp and Taya uh, and there's no obligation in those. I like, you know, for people that are really ready to change their lives, um, you can book a meeting with me. So you can email me at that address and you can also get, uh, I have a system where you can text and you get a free guided meditation, which is my favorite guided meditation, which is the stream channel meditation called source connect, where you develop your own source connection through this guided meditation. That's hundred percent channeled. So if you text AWAKEN, the word AWAKEN, to 760-284-7665, you get that meditation for free, and then you get some other tools, and then you also get the ability to book a session with me, and that's a discovery meeting about Taya Boot Camp. And just to learn more about the Taya practice, and if you're a good candidate for boot camp, and a lot of times, you know, sometimes people are not, um, but people that understand that they create their own reality and are really ready to make a big change, they are great candidates for boot camp. And I think that's probably a lot of your listeners. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we're actually in the process of adding one of the channeled meditations to the app. We, you and I have been communicating about that over the last uh, week or two. And uh, once we add that in there, I'll make sure that we'll also include a link to the Thai boot camp. So 
after they do the meditation, if they're liking what they're experiencing there, they can reach out to you and take the next step and see uh, if that next step works for them as well. Yeah. And I have a masterclass too, that we just did. That's uh, we've got to get it uh, put into the technology where, you know, you can take it. Uh, and I'll give you a link to that too. It's a free masterclass that goes okay. really deep into the Taya practice and tells you a lot about it. And then at the end, you can explore Taya Bootcamp. Great. So many freebies we're adding to the LOA Today app. I'm loving it. So thank you for your contribution <laughs> as well. It's great. <laughs> I want to go to the email that came uh, from the person who uh, asked that question last week about uh, the daughter who was raped by her father that we spent about 40 minutes on. Uh, this is Eliza, and she said, Hi, Walt. Thank you so very much for addressing this. I feel like it will help a lot of people, and I'm so excited to listen. Thank you also for your kind response. My daughter, who is now 21, and I have both created wonderful lives that keep expanding in every good way. We both practice consciously creating and feel at peace with where events, even the challenging ones, have led us to in our physical and spiritual lives. When she was about six and I was navigating the absolutely consuming, mind-boggling, and complicated ins and outs of providing emotional support and seeking justice and protecting and etc., etc., she said to me, Mommy, I know this happened to me, and I know it's bad, and I won't pretend it never happened, but I don't want it to be the story of my life. And then she says, mic drop. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome awareness. That's source-connected awareness right there. And then she says, so everything we did concerning the abuse and moving on from it from that point on has been a reflection of that intention of hers. So what I want to say is that we are not bitter or agitated in general. In fact, we are joyful and at peace, accepting brief moments here and there. Speak for, speaking for myself, however, I find that not truly understanding the issue I brought up in my question can sometimes derail my confidence in how the law of attraction works. It's something I really want to understand and be able to speak with assuredness and sensitivity about with my daughter. So thank you for your work. I'm beyond grateful for all that you and your collaborators at LOA Today provide. Eliza. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And and you're right that the fact that they've been able to make those kinds of steps, particularly, I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised because we know that kids get this best. They understand this more than, than adults do, partly because they just haven't been you know, uh, trained by our society nearly as much as the adults have. So they're, they still have a stronger source connection. And she knew at the age of six, she didn't want to make that her life. That's pretty powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, again, the, the wisdom of, of children sometimes is greater because adults, yeah. sometimes I, you have children, right? I do not know, actually. Oh, see, I don't have children either. And so I think that there's something about when you have a child, in order to be a successful parent raising that child, you sort of have to forget what it was like being a child to some extent and become the parent. And those of us that don't have children kind of keep a little childlike quality about us. <laughs> and I and we just get to do that. You know, <laughs> I heard uh, Sarah Silverman, you know, who Sarah Silverman is a mm -hmm. comedian. Yeah. She did this bit the other day and it was hilarious. She said that there's a part of her that really wants to have children because she loves children so much. And the only thing that she loves more than children is being able to do anything she wants anytime yeah. she wants. Right. <laughs> so yeah. therefore she's never had children. So right. there, there is something, you know, when you don't have children, I think sometimes it's easier to remember what it was like in that state and how wise in certain ways you really are. And I, I think that 
adults very often want to hang these labels on children just to protect them. But the child isn't even wanting the label. You know, they don't want that victim label very often because mm. then they're going to go through life thinking that they're a victim and continuing to, to manifest things of that yeah. nature. So if the six-year-old said, I don't want this to be who I am and releases that energy, then they break that cycle. But very often you hear about people who have a lifetime of abuse that started very early, perhaps mm -hmm. by a parent or a close family member, and then continued into relationships, into romantic relationships and move into one or two, you know, adult or more relationships of, of some type of abuse. Until mm -hmm. the cycle is broken, hopefully. And while there are many people like yourself and myself who don't have children, there are also many of us who, by extension, have children. For instance, I helped to found an alternative school that was very empowering to the kids who were in the school. And my, my wife not only helped with that school, she worked in daycare for years. So she had a lot of vicarious children, so to speak, children that she took care of on a regular basis. She just didn't take care of them 24-7. And... I, I think that that kind of gets overlooked. There are lots of different ways that childless people um, can contribute and interact with children fairly regularly. And it it informs us just as it does parents. Now, obviously, parents go through a great deal more than we do because they deal with the kids 24-7. But nevertheless, I don't think we should, you know, I, I don't think we should diminish the importance of the experiences that childless people have because many childless people have a lot of experiences with kids. Yeah. Well, I have one year of, of parenting and that was, I was uh, in a relationship with somebody that was significantly younger than me for a while mm. and his uh, younger sister. Uh, and she has talked about this publicly on YouTube, actually. So I mm. don't mind sharing this. So sure. she came to live with us because he discovered that their older brother was molesting her and had yeah. been between the ages of six and 16. Wow. Ooh. 10 year span. And she finally got old enough to stop it. Yeah. But, uh, the, the, the guy I was with found out about it and, you know, put her on the next flight to San Francisco where we were living at the time. Mm -hmm. And she moved in with us. Mm -hmm. And there was no place else for her to go because her father was out of the country and not present in her life. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, their mother knew about it and wasn't really taking action about it. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, there's a whole other story there. But yeah. uh, so anyway, she moved in with us and I ended up moving us out of the city out to Marin County so I could put her in a good school. Mm -hmm. I was her parent for a whole year, an entire school year. Yeah. I was the one that got called when she got glitter bombed. I was the one going to the counseling oh meetings, you know, <laughs> dealing with her ups and downs. And, and she was actually one of the first people that I shared these Taya teachings with. Really? Because I wanted her to get over that I was raped oh. by my brother. Yeah. And I worked with her for a year with this stuff and she was strong and ready to, she went back home mm -hmm. and I just saw a, a family photo of all of them together. And she was in the photo and the other brother was in the photo with her. So she has a wow. relationship now with this brother that is from what she says, very healthy. She checks in with me. She says she's doing great. She wow. high school. She's uh, went to cosmetology school now, you know, she's you know living just a normal, happy life. And she's, she went back, knowing that she never had to allow anything of that nature to happen to her again. Whoa. I mean, that that is not the kind of scene that I can ever recall anyone describing. Somebody going back in a positive and strong way and able to interact with and deal with the person who abused them. That's, that is just mind-blowingly mind boggling. It's just, yeah. whoa, holy cow. 
Yeah. And I didn't know that she would necessarily do that or not. I knew that she was strong enough to go back to her mother because it's obviously a very complex family dynamic. Yeah. Way deeper. It's very easy just to say, well, they're horrible families, horrible mother. He should be in prison. It's easy to say all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you're in it, it's different. And, it, you know, I didn't take a judgment uh, of it. I just wanted her to be strong enough to make sure that he never did anything like that again, to right. make sure that he made peace with what happened to her, didn't internalize it and didn't continue to feel like a victim. And it worked. And and she's thriving. And it's three that's, years later now. So, yeah. That's just, I mean, more all credit to her for, for doing that. Yep, that definitely. is just... Oh, that's just being emotionally mature enough to be able to, to deal with that. And that's inspirational. Yeah. That's the way I look at that. That's just plain inspirational. Well, that was the moment because I was still, uh, I had my podcast at that time, but I was still working my corporate job. And that was one of the turning points for me where I realized, wow, this is, these are powerful tools that I need to quit my job. I had a nice cushy mid six figure job (laughs) (laughs) and quit that job and and just do this full time. Mm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of doing this, we should actually do it. We should get you into connection with the stream so we can ask some questions. So why don't you go ahead and make your transition there so that the stream can come through your voice. And while you're doing that, I will remind people that the LOA Today app is available and is ready for sharing. I have actually been working on a couple of the iPhone issues. I've got um, well, I got the Mac issue fixed, so you can now load it on the Mac. Um, I just before the show fixed one of the iPhone issues. There are two others that I'm still looking at, but um, we're going to get those fixed real soon. And then this thing's going to be flying even higher than it already has been. So get that LOA Today app and share it with other people too. Tell other people. It's one of the easiest ways to share the law of attraction and, and the, the spiritual stuff we all believe in with others because all they have to do is look at the app and they get all the freebies that are in there too. And that makes it even better. You got uh, the Money Game by Dan Mangana. You, you've got the uh, Relationship uh, ebook and uh, by Cindy Chavez and the uh, uh, Beyond Intentions ebook from Dan Mangana. You've got uh, the uh, High Vibe Living series from Linda Armstrong. Very soon we're going to have uh, um, David and the, and the stream of David with their meditation in there. And it's just going to keep growing and growing. So it's a really great value to give to other people and to share it with people. So share with people. Let people know how to download it. We put the links in almost every episode. And I think uh, we have a connection. Do we have a connection? We are here. Welcome again, Stream. We're glad to have you with us today. And we have uh, we we have a rather interesting eclectic collection of of um, questions here. The first one actually ties in with what we were talking about last week and what David and I were just talking about. It comes from Jeffrey, and it actually came at the end of last week's live stream. He says, "Can you speak?" to the savior and aggressor roles that help to create victims? The, 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 the creation of, of, of what you would label as unwanted, what you would, from your human perspective, label as, as a transgressor. We use the term transgressor to, to describe a person, a circumstance, or an event. So to lump all of that into the, the, the transgressor category, the, the energy that is necessary to create a scenario such as that is, is low vibrational energy for sure. Mm-hmm. What you would manifest from, from, from being down in low vibration, all physical beings fluctuate in vibration up and down. And, and we speak very often of the virtual vibrational spiral. And, and this happens from the time that you manifest in the womb. 
you, you are connected to the, the, the vibration that is your mother and, and you end up developing your own unique vibrational flow th- through the birth process. And the intentionality and manifesting as a, as a being, and in this case, in this example, a human being, is to place yourself in the path of both positive and negative because that is the environment that you are manifesting into understanding that there are going to be these chain of events that occur that are high and low vibration throughout your lifetime. And your intention is ultimately to find your path back to understanding it while you are physically manifested. Most human beings do not, but that is the very highest intention because there is such expansion offered in the discovery of that and the harnessing of that creative power. But there is nothing wrong with the paths that do not. There is still an experience to be had in all of that. So when speaking of the transgressor energy or the, 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 the transgressor versus savior energy, these, the, the transgressor energy is all going to be the low vibrational co-creative energy of both the one who is the quote unquote victim and the one who is the aggressor. The, 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 there must be a vibrational match of some sort. Now, this does not mean that the victim is specifically vibrationally ordering up a specific event that from their human perspective, they perhaps cannot even comprehend. It is the, the, the vibration of not well-being, the vibration of danger, the vibration of fear. And, 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 and notice how as your, your, your small children emerge from their natural state of trust and freedom and begin learning the world around them, they are choosing what they absorb vibrationally. And and if they are absorbing a lot of fear vibration, they can actually hold themselves in that fear vibration and manifest things of that nature. Yeah. Even things that they do not yet understand that places them in in, in the path of that. And from the human perspective, you will say that, well, that is so unfair. Why do things like that occur? And, and, And the reason that things like that occur is because from your higher perspective, these things that happen to you while in physical are not viewed the same as they are by humanity at this time. The, the idea of, of abuse and pain and, and, and all of these things are all lower vibration. And we certainly understand and you're not wanting them to occur and you're not wanting them to occur to other people. But it is all rooted in ego and all rooted in human thought of something is negative and it is bad and it has there there is no redeeming value in it. But notice how many of you are in processes of, of coming around to understanding thoughts such as that which we offer that would not be here seeking this level of understanding if those negative things had not happened to you earlier in life. That negative event can very well be the thing that sets you on a negative path that you understand you've got to break that pattern somehow. So you go much deeper than traditional teachings and you start exploring and opening your mind. And suddenly you're finding yourselves back to this awakening space, which was your intention all along. But how many that come and manifest a relative path of ease ever bother to go to this level of thought? It's very rare. So you have this intention as a strand of soul consciousness to place yourself in more increasingly challenging roles. 
throughout your, your existences. As you expand as a being, you will seek more and more challenge from the get-go, from birth. This is the example of the ones that are born with terminal cancer and the ones that are born into genocide, the ones that are born into extreme poverty, the ones that are born into to being a, an oppressed race or nationality. That is an advanced soul specifically aligning with a challenging set of circumstances, understanding the tremendous value that is offered in the moving beyond that and the awakening through that process. There is tremendous expansion offered in that. That is why the, the triumph through tragedy is your very favorite emotion. Your very favorite stories as humanity tend to be triumphing through great, great struggle. Because that is your, your common goal, is to do that. And when you do, you, you receive significant expansion that for lack of a better term, because there are no true human terms to describe this, but it is moving you more and more and more into the core of source energy where we reside. And that is, that is your expansive goal, if you will, is to be more source as you expand through all of these multiple infinite existences. And as you expand through them, you, you choose more sophisticated, if you will, more challenging physical roots. You're right. And it's an odd thing that uh, we do as a, a, a human race. We have a very strong interest in storylines, stories where people go through tremendous adversity and then come out at the other end, a stronger, happier, uh, moving forward kind of a person. And... On the one hand, when we say that, it's like, well, yeah, of course, we're, we're used to that. So that happens all the time. On the other hand, learning the idea that that is creating a value, that it's actually, that, that going through that negative experience is actually creating value, that's also counterintuitive at the exact same moment. So on the one hand, yep, we totally identify with that story. On the other hand, it's all producing value. Wait a minute, whoops. It's like you know, the, the needle ripping across the record. Wait a minute. What are you talking about creating value? <laughs> because you are, you are back in your 3D ego-driven human experience of not understanding the value, but you all have the ability to zoom out to a higher perspective because mm -hmm. you are all part of that which we are mm. and see it from a different mindset. And, and, and we will point out to, to those that are listening to these words that are resonating at different levels, you are taught that everything that is beyond you through your religions you have these deities that are all powerful and all knowing and, and, and can control everything. Yet you always question why, if you have this, this loving deity that is needing to be worshiped continually and obeyed, will not swoop in and, and keep something like that from happening. Right. That is because the, the idea of our energy being an all controlling deity or even needing to be worshiped is, 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 is not accurate. And you were all coming to understand that like never before. And this is why you are shifting to a mindset of, of awakening because you, you are coming out of this fog where you were all told that, that, that your religions and the rules around them were the way to go and the only way to go. And, and, and you are questioning now like never before. And every generation questions more and more and more, mm -hmm. which is creating the awakening and actually creating the, the vibrational shifts that are occurring on your planet at this time. Now, Jeffrey also had a, a follow-up to his question. He says he had to leave, so he was leaving the question for us. He says, I would like to know more about the concept of self-sabotage. So how does self-sabotage fit into this dynamic we're talking about? Self-sabotage is, is what David was describing before we fully entered, that the, the, the transgressors that create 
these, these roots that are rooted in your human consciousness, your ego consciousness that are always present, that energy is always present, as long as, as you are not in full appreciation of them and hearkening back to things that you were taught when you were younger, when you were in your lower vibrational state, mm-hmm. you are down in negative creation territory. So therefore you are down in that negative creation territory attached to those things and believing them in that state. And then polarity will pull you up or you through meditation or appreciation or some sort of exercise will raise your vibration. And in that high vibrational state, you're no longer connected to that energy, therefore no longer believing those things. This is why you go through this cycle of going up in vibration and believing that you can do it and going down in vibration and believing that you can't and sabotaging yourselves. And those, those cycles continue until you do the work. That, that, that we have guided all of you to do to, to release these transgressors through a process of appreciation. And it is not something that you do overnight because you have probably spent your entire lives thinking the same way about these, these transgressors in your lives, telling the same stories over and over again with the same vibration around them. You know, David often says singing the same song about it over and over and over again, and it becomes your reality. And not only that, those roots create branches and they branch out into your life and those branches can flow all the way to your natural death. Mm-hmm. And, and if you so allow, but you can cut that energy off by dealing with the, the, the transgressor energy. That is the opposite of what many call bypassing. We are not about bypassing at all, but we are about zooming out to a higher perspective in order to deal with transgressor energy from a, a higher perspective of non-judgment rather than going in and, and quote unquote forgiving a transgressor, which is not the same vibration. The vibration of forgiveness is truly one has done something wrong to another and they're going to agree to forget about it. It is not about forgetting about it. The true detuning comes in the full appreciation of, and there is a path for all of you to walk because you've been taught to think like victims. But when you walk that path of appreciation and come around to that way of thinking, that negative thing that's always been swirling around down there is released and when you dip down in vibration, it's no longer waiting for you there to hold you in that space in a prolonged period. So let's come up with an example to illustrate this concept of developing appreciation for what you've called a transgressor. Um, something that indicates, okay, it, it, before we had, uh, we had X happen. I'm not sure what the X is. We've got to come up with whatever the X is. But we, but we had X happen, and we reacted to it in a way that said, oh, I really don't like that. And we started pushing against it and all the usual stuff that creates blocks. And then we transitioned over to an appreciation of X. So that, that if we have an example, maybe it becomes easier to understand, well, how do you actually create an appreciation for that X? And we, we very often, we will use certain terms, and, and this is part of David's vocabulary and personality, certain terms that are more provocative purposely so that those who are really ready to, to, to do this work will hear the word appreciate a transgressor and be intrigued. And those who are not yet ready to do this work will be repelled by it because mm-hmm. they're not yet ready to do this work. Mm. They're the ones that are saying, how in the world could you possibly find appreciation for X, Y, Z when they did this and this and this other thing to you? They are not really in the vibrational space to, to, to dive into that yet. But ultimately, when you suffer with it enough, you're willing to try anything. And when you hear radical appreciation, then suddenly you understand that 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 is is a process. And and adding the word radical to it beefs it up even more, where it's a process of finding appreciation, which is really finding understanding. Understanding for, for why 
the one that you are labeling evil or, or wrong or a monster even, how they got there, what caused them to get there where they allowed themselves to do that thing that they did. And, and we are speaking in, in terms of the transgressor being a, a human being, which is the crux of the, of the question that was posed. Mm -hmm. the, the transgressor energy and the appreciation of is coming to understand the, 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 the high emotional intelligent beings on your planet are not simply labeling something evil and, and pushing against it because you all are coming to understand that that simply fuels more of when you seek to understand where they are coming from and appreciate their perspective, even if it is not one that you are ever going to agree with or, or desire to agree with, appreciating that different perspective is a very, very powerful human tool that most human beings have not bothered to adapt, but you, you, you are coming to a place where more and more of you are ready and willing to get there. And that is creating the mass awakening that you're encountering. So, so let's take one of the uh, situations we talked about um, where somebody was abused. I mean, last <laughs> week we talked about somebody whose father raped her, which is you know pretty horrific. Okay. So it's pretty easy for us as humans to appreciate the horror of being raped, the horror of a child being raped and so on and so forth. Now, Kind of take us through, how do we get to appreciation on that particular event? We would begin by focusing on the transgressor. Okay. What brings a parent, in this example, to a place where they are giving themselves permission to behave in such a way? You zoom out from there and understand the complexities that your society has created around sex, mm -hmm. the taboos around sex. Mm -hmm. The, the pressures that are placed around all of that and the, the, the perceived need to carry out an act on another who is not vibrationally aligned with that type of act because they are not a sexually mature being, but yet you feel like you have control over them. So there are things that you can do because you feel like you need to have control over another and perhaps you feel powerless as a sexual being in, in your everyday life. So, this is not about letting the person off the hook. The person did what they did and you have rules in your society and there mm -hmm. are consequences for the rules. This is mm -hmm. not about that at all. Right. But this is about for the one who has the victim label to find appreciation for the transgressor, what brought them to that place. Because that person, that the, the transgressor, was not born a transgressor. That transgressor developed into a transgressor over time. Mm -hmm. and carried out something that you have collectively decided is one of the most horrific things in your environment. And we understand that perspective. And, and there's nothing wrong with you having your rules around all of these things. Sure. But you also have to understand that the child is an eternal consciousness being that has been an adult and has had different experiences. And that vibration is present there. And add to that the, the fear that is absorbed from the ego consciousness that creates a vibrational alignment, even though the child is what you would call an innocent and certainly not deserving or desiring or, or even on the radar or, or of an act such as that, it places them in the path of that danger of that transgressor. And that is the nature of a polarized environment. That and many other things that you consider horrific on your planet are all examples of this lower vibrational energy coming through. And you, you all tend to, to glob onto this belief that there is evil out in the ethers that is asserting itself in, into your environment and creating evil deeds. The, the ego, e, evil is all ego driven. 
Mm -hmm. lower vibrational energy and, and being acted out by the human being in low vibrational state and all the things that you consider evil are human creation. Truly. Yeah, that's true. They're all human creation. And if we look at the, uh, uh, the path that we're trying to describe here, well, first of all, the beginning of the path where you, you point out many people aren't ready to even explore this in any great depth. I, I ran into somebody like that who commented on one of our uh, posts actually for the, for the podcast. And he was basically saying, in a nutshell, oh, this whole law of attraction thing is too simplistic. And, uh, you know, you're, you're basically failing to take into account the fact that there really is evil in the world and this evil, uh, is, is a cause unto itself and so on and so forth. So clearly, you know, that's somebody who's not ready to explore the, uh, the higher vibration stuff just yet. Um, on the other hand, I'm thinking more along the lines of somebody who is ready to make that shift. And so that's where the conversation, the, um, the point that you were making about, uh, about understanding where the transgressor came from, what their perspective was, what they were experiencing is interesting. You mm -hmm. mentioned how um, they may have their own sexual issues going on. They feel sexually powerless and so forth. One of the things that my wife, who is a former psychotherapist, has pointed out to me on numerous occasions is that in many ways, um, sexual abuse, rape, and so forth really aren't about sex. They're really uh, about a violent response to what's going on inside uh, the person who is the aggressor. And, and it, it's an act of violence. It's an act of violating intentionally in many ways because they want to act out that, that violent feeling. It's a feeling of powerlessness and, and in being able to assert power in some area of their lives. Right. Powerless right. in other areas of their lives. And then you, you layer on top of that the taboos that you've created around sex. And it, it, it creates, for lack of a better term, the, the perfect environment for something of that nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that it, that creates a very, very challenging dynamic for the person who is trying to achieve the perspective, especially if they were the ones who were attacked. Mm -hmm. um, because nobody likes being attacked, especially something that is as overwhelmingly powerful as that kind of attack is. I mean, it's a mental, emotional, physical, it's all wrapped up into one. Moving beyond the trauma of that is possible, but it, it is a path. And, 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 and the ones that allow themselves to walk the path of moving through it, not moving beyond and forgetting it, but changing the scenario to one of understanding and, and being at peace with and ultimately detuning through that type of appreciation, it takes time and it takes work. And, 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 and there's the reason that it takes time and work is that, again, in a high vibrational state, the idea, the, the concept of that is easier to comprehend because you are in a high vibrational state where anything yeah. is possible. Vibration drops and, and you revert back to the, the old self mm -hmm. of feeling more like a victim and feeling the anger and, and reliving the the physical violence of it and things of that nature. But all of that can be ultimately detuned, especially when you begin viewing it as something that led you down a path that you would have not traveled otherwise, that is actually creating more enlightenment within you. One of the more fascinating things that I've learned from interviewing people who have had various traumatic events happen in their lives is the effect of coming through it uh, achieving a level of appreciation along the lines of what you're talking about. Maybe they don't call it that, but that's essentially what it adds up to. And they consider themselves to be stronger, more powerful as a result of having come through that whole experience and, and achieved that level of, 
of appreciation. And is, for, that for the, of, is that the, the, the value world, they were talking there's about? No, there's no judgment, but in your world there is, and, and, and that is a, the nature of a physical environment. That, that is a very high level uh, of evolution while in physical that you all seek. And we will point out again that most who are receiving this high level of evolution while still in physical are receiving it because of the trauma that they've endured. Mm -hmm. And when you start viewing it as like that, you zoom out to our perspective and you come to understand how all of these negative things actually serve your expansion in physical if you allow them to bring you to this space. But if you listen to the voices around you that tell you that you're a victim and the other is a monster and, and evil just exists and there's no explanation for it and leave it at that or want to label it satanic or something of that nature and not understand that it's all human creation, there are no, no tools to go beyond that. It is, it is simply something that is mm -hmm. and you hold yourself in that vibration and it keeps you in that victim space. And the reason we are flowing the way that we are, even though this is not a mainstream teaching, David has agreed to share our message, understanding that, that any consequence could come to him for sharing this message because most are not ready for it. That's but true. he is here for, and we are here for those who are. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the rest who are not, we, we will be the first to say, you are right to move on from our teachings because you are not ready. Well, one thing I know for sure is that this kind of, of topic is a powerful topic and there is value to be gotten out of it if for no other reason than look how much time we spend on it here on the program <laughs> so clearly there's some value being drawn here otherwise you go into these great depths of very dark things from your perspective the other things are a lot easier to deal with mm. so we, mm -hmm. we are never going to limit david from taking us into the depths of any topic well then we're going to go shift gears completely here because Daniel, uh, a different Daniel, not Daniel Mangana, wrote in uh, with what he says is a fun question. <laughs> he says, is Sasquatch real? <laughs> is Sasquatch's thought form that can be real to you if you believe? He says, I believe because I want to. Can we manifest into physical reality as a Sasquatch? People with encounters manifested the events. If Sasquatch has consciousness, then was it a co-creation? And are negative encounters based on vibration, meaning are they what you need as contrast to propel yourself forward toward what you want? So what do you think about Sasquatch? You all create your own bubbles of reality and anything that your mind wishes to create as a real tangible thing to you will be real to you. And this is why there are people who are very much wanting to see something out of the ordinary and wanting to see it so much that you have this commonly held image of something. And notice it's always human-like. Yes. Oh, yeah. Aliens. Uh, all of these things are, are, are oh, yeah. a variation of humanity. And it, what it is, is all of you are looking for confirmation of your eternal nature and looking for confirmation of life beyond what you know, because you know innately that it's true. Very you're true. all eternal beings. You're all existing in these other environments. And yep. what you're doing is you're taking the, the knowing of these other places that you do not in your current physical reality have tangible evidence of, and you're creating tangible evidence of that energy and the visions that you have. Mm -hmm. And they're always human-like. Mm -hmm. That is the, the, even the ones that you label reptilian or, or reptilian-like, <laughs> human-like creatures, aliens, human-like creatures, Sasquatch, human-like creatures. It, it is you're taking that energy of other worlds and other realms that you're all part of and decoding it in a human way and seeing things and creating a reality for yourself that reflects back your beliefs. 
Mm. Yep. So as far as manifesting as such, you through evolutionary cycle, you you are all hold the ability to manifest as anything that you want. You are encountering a, a physical human experience is, is what you are perceiving at this time via this interaction. Mm-hmm. But you are all endless states of being that are well beyond anything that is even within your comprehension. So the answer is yes and yes. <laughs> the answer is yes and yes. Yeah. Okay. And then Amy wrote in and says, my cousin's business partner had a bad stroke three years ago. Ever since then, he has been able to talk to his ancestors and to my cousin's ancestors as well. He is not channeling, but conversing. He has explained to me about the souls leading human lives over and over. He says that I can call my grandmothers or whomever, and they are here to support me. It's very similar to what the stream is saying. So since we are all connected to the source, is there a way for me to learn how to communicate with the source like he does? What you label as source, our energy, is present in in all creation. It it is already there. And when you have these events that alter your your state of thinking, i.e. a stroke, you are very likely taking the the resistance away is the only difference. The, Mm. The veil that you all construct to operate in what you perceive as your 3D world and not be perceived as crazy and, and be present in the moment as you, as you experience it. When you have these events that take that veil away, all of these abilities were always there all along. This is why small children are, are, are speaking to themselves very often because they're not. They, they are interacting with other energy that is around them and they learn very quickly that your world is not accepting of that. Mm. And they've done it and they shut it down so they can operate in 3D as a human being. You all do mm. it. Mm-hmm. And then you, you progress through life and, 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 and things happen that you allow it to flow in a different way. For David, it was his childhood having some traumatic things happen in his childhood that never he never allowed our message to be fully overshadowed with his ego. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's the difference. And he carried that throughout his lifetime. Even though he kept it hidden, he embraced it internally. And mm-hmm. most of you do not embrace it internally. You, you shun it. You, you you do not want it. You fear it because you think that you're going to be locked up because of it. Yeah. And sure. then you move through life and notice that many of you get to that, that special place in what you would call midlife. And, and you're, you're learning to detune the idea of caring so much of, of what the external world thinks of you. you. That's a mechanism of you making peace with the aging process as you become the older and more disconnected from the world around you and more disconnected from pop culture and your bodies are aging and judged as not being as beautiful perhaps as they were when you were younger and you're getting a little wisdom behind you, you're creating the perfect vibration to stop caring so much of what others think. And when you do that, you start allowing these other abilities to step forth very often. That's why there are many that get to midlife and suddenly they're channeling, suddenly they're allowing or they have a catastrophic event, if you will, of some sort that, that allows the veil to come down. And then suddenly the abilities that were there all along are simply realized. Mm-hmm. And then in my own life, my, my wife and I have uh, some friends. Uh, one of the friends is actually her friend from uh, when she was in junior high school. So this is a long time friendship. And her friend's husband is currently dealing with stage four pancreatic cancer. And uh, they're rather fearful right now and kind of living moment to moment and dealing with stuff, particularly at night, I guess, apparently night is when he has the hardest time. Um, 
my wife was expressing a feeling of frustration and of helplessness. She didn't know what to even say to her friend and she wanted to be able to do something for them, but didn't know what I, I gave her some links to some Dr. Joe Dispenza meditations and workshops, uh, particularly helping people who have dealt with, um, you know, that kind of stage four cancer. But uh, what do you recommend to somebody who wants to be able to help somebody else, not even knowing whether or not they're receptive to it? I mean, in our particular case, I think that our friend probably is receptive, but what do you recommend for somebody who wants to be able to help somebody else who's dealing with a, a, a traumatic event? The, the, the very best guidance that we, that we give is counter to what humans are taught to do, and that mm. is simply allow them to have their experience. Mm. The, the, the one that is even the, 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 the more you push against whatever experience you've manifested, the worse time you're going to have with it. Mm. And it's interesting that you bring this up because David learned of the death of a friend of his yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this gentleman had been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and was getting oh up and getting dressed to go to his very first chemotherapy appointment and drop dead of a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And David's partner was, was questioning and, and, and we swooped in and David said very clear that he manifested his early departure because he knew the inevitable course of this, this disease was going to be very rough and he was not up for that and manifested a swift departure to not have to deal with all of that. It was not a coincidence that he died on the way to his first chemotherapy appointment. That mm-hmm. was his experience. The, the one who is fighting and pushing against and battling, and you, you use these terms, especially around cancer very oh, often, yeah. the fighting and the battling and all of that is exactly what prolong the agony of the experience. There, there are cancer sufferers who have come through David's boot camp and, and changed the course early on enough to where they weren't building a lot of momentum and changed the course through meditation and appreciation and acceptance of where they were. And once you've traveled far down the path of something, it's going to be more challenging for you to do that because that's become your dominant vibration. If mm-hmm. the battling and the fighting and the pushing against is the dominant vibration, it, it will take some work to detune that. And yeah. if you're seeking a miracle, we would guide you to, to ask why you need the miracle. You, you, are, you are delaying the inevitable because you're all going to exit your physical bodies at some point. And from our perspective, there is no right or wrong time to do that. You all think that you need to live to be 80 or 90 or 100 years of age, but that is not written anywhere. Your bodies are designed by by design to wear out so that you have a span of time in this environment and return to your eternal state. You were not here permanently. None of you wanted to be here permanently from a, a higher perspective. The ego perspective kicks in and you want to stick around. And very often you want to stick around because you're afraid of what's next. We are here to tell you there's nothing to be afraid of what's next. You're all going to love what's next. But we also guide you to love what is now. Even if you're in stage four cancer, stop pushing against and stop fighting. Listen to your doctors, certainly. But the pushing against and the fighting and the battling is the thing that's making the experience much, much worse than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good point because ultimately what we're really talking about is shifting between the high vibration and the low vibration, what you call that polarity shift that we go through regularly in life acceptance of what is and if what is is terminal cancer accepting it is 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 likely to be your best path to to cheating that a little bit if you will if not permanently or simply allowing the death process that you have manifested your path into to be the joyous experience that it can be 
And ultimately, it can be either one. I mean, it's not like it's written in stone one way or the other. Just... Your death, you, you can all transition to a point of enlightenment where your death transition, regardless of how it occurs, is something to be celebrated. Mm -hmm. But you are not trusting your eternal nature. You're fearing death. And as long as you're fearing death, it's an awful thing. But if you stop fearing death and stop making it an awful thing, suddenly all of these things that cause what you consider premature death would disappear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I suspect that that's going to happen more and more. Um, I think within this generation, I think we're going to see a, a shift in that way. It's happening right now, and I'm seeing signs of it. I know in my own life, I have a very, very different feeling about death and about what comes after and about what I see people go through than I did five years ago, let alone 10, 20 years ago. It, it's a very different perspective. It's one that was always there, but I didn't really allow it. I mean, uh, by allow it, I mean, yes, I didn't allow it. I, I don't want to tie it into, well, you know, you're not allowing something. That, that's not really what I'm trying to say. I mean, I didn't allow myself to actually know it was there. I, I didn't recognize it. I didn't see it for what it was. It was something that I kind of hid away. It's like, no, 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 no. Eternal wisdom that all out. built in. All of you, you have eternal wisdom built in. But if you're letting the ego sort of overshadow all of that and not balancing it, there's nothing wrong with ego. But but we we guide you to work to keep it in balance. And in the beginning, it's work, and then it becomes not work mm -hmm. when you're relaxing in, into a natural flow of life. And, and detuning fear and truly trusting the universe to deliver everything that you want to need, you can be in balance. And your ego is the thing that is sort of driving you forward through your life mm. while your, your, your source connected higher self consciousness is sort of calling you forward. And it's a, it's a beautiful way to exist as a physical being. And when you learn how to allow that, you are truly living in a state of joy and, and clarity. And I've been enjoying gaining the clarity that comes from that. I mean, I, I can't honestly say I've achieved the level of clarity I want to achieve, the level of appreciation that I want to achieve. But, boy, I appreciate the amount that I've achieved so far. I'm glad of it. And I think many of our listeners feel very much the same way. And, the, and the I know that we're very glad. Oh, go ahead. There's no end to that. You, there's no ceiling to clarity and no ceiling to enlightenment. There, there is no such being as one who is completely enlightened. David met earlier with someone who said they paid a guru for something. And because this person was a guru, they had to know the right path and the path wasn't working. Mm. And it, we were very clear that there, there's no such thing as a true guru that is completely enlightened in human form. Anybody that thinks that is thinking with their ego mm -hmm. and anybody that is placing themselves on this pedestal is one who has an answer to every single problem yeah. without the, the, the being experiencing the problem first and, and, and working through a process of solving it for mm -hmm. themselves yeah. is missing the point. Yeah. Well, that's the point of living, isn't it? Otherwise, why would we be here? We're here to live. You are here to live and living is experiencing the mix of positive and negative because the negative things inspire new positive creation. When you stop manifesting negative things, things that you don't want, you're going to stop manifesting positive things too, and your life will cease to be. That's a great that point. And for your individual lives, and that is true for humanity as a whole. And it's a good point to stop our conversation. Uh, so thank you, Stream, for coming to us and sharing these insights. I'm looking forward to it next week, as I always do, because you always have great things to tell us. So thank you very much for that. And while David and the Stream do their... Uh, <coughs> disconnect, so to speak. I, I, I need a new term for that. It's not a disconnect, but as they separate a bit, 
Um, I just want to uh, remind people that if you have a question that you want to send in to be included in this conversation with the stream, you can do it. That's what the Yellow Way Today app is all about. Uh, in fact, you can ask now, the form that's available in the LOA Today app it can be used to ask a question of any of our co-hosts. All you do is just tick the name of the person on the form, and it just goes right to that person. And it comes to me, too, so I can include it in the uh, list of questions for each of the co-hosts as I'm dealing with them and talking with them on each of the different shows, including David. And uh, so, David, looks like you're back. Looks like you're uh, – was that one – I have this feeling that you actually had a better sense of what was going on with this one than some of the other conversations. Am I wrong about uh, that? I think you can tell that um, when it's gentle and easy and there's a flow and when there's a whole lot of information coming and, and, and I'm, I'm a little more disconnected then, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm all, I'm, I seem like I have an aware in the moment, and then when I come back, I just don't remember a whole lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I told you last week was the first time I've ever had an experience where they sort of stepped back in the middle of it. And I stepped forward and I realized I got clarity on that, that I realize now that there was, the question was asked, um, what would you say to the child? And they stepped back from that. And I had to get clear on it because I realized I'm not channeling anymore. This is me. This is you. <laughs> yeah. You know, where, where, where do they go? You know, why do they kind of pull back a little bit? Right. A couple of things. And I got even more clarity on it now. First of all, the child is not a child anymore. We know that now. I didn't know right. that. I wasn't aware of that in that moment. Plus, the stream is never going to give a stock answer to tell you to tell somebody else mm. because it's all about the vibration of the connection and the interaction. So what they would say to that person, if that person were interacting, would be exactly what they needed to hear in the moment. But to give a stock answer for something like that is not really what they do. And I think I was starting to struggle to give a stock answer, and I lost them a little bit. Ah, okay. okay. I've never had that happen before. It was interesting. It was yeah. very interesting. I've never – I've had this this year since COVID – <laughs> I see after COVID. Now, since COVID, I've had a couple of experiences, one like that, and then a couple of times where I'm really comfortable talking to somebody and I start talking about stuff and suddenly I realize the channeling message is coming through and I'm still there. Uh, that's happened a couple of times too. It's interesting. You can tell because the person on the side said, are you channeling right now? And it took me by surprise and I was kind of like, you know, I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's Probably. I mean, I, I don't know that experience of channeling myself, but my guess is that part of what you do to deal with it, I don't know of a better way to say it, to experience it and to interact with it and to kind of maintain who you are, even as you're doing that, is it's kind of like a balancing act. On the one hand, it is. It's, that's a good way, because I always just say that I step back and they step forward. Yeah, I'm there, even though I don't remember much of it in the moment, I think I'm pretty present for it. But it's them, and I always know – when I first started doing it, I always knew it was them because the, the craziest things would come out that were way beyond my intellectual ability to comprehend. Oh, that was your clue. Okay. Yeah, and it was like, wow. I never – you know, I'm sitting there thinking, wow, I've never thought about it that way. Wait a minute. I just said it. You know, it just came mm-hmm. out of my mouth, but I never thought about it that way. Uh, when I did the – early on, I did a transgender podcast, and as a member of the LGBTQ community – Right. Uh, we have a certain way that we're supposed to think of all these things, you know, yeah, yeah. Right. said it was a little different than that. And it wasn't anti anything, but it was a different way of thinking about transgender people and different mm-hmm. advice from them than the politically correct mindset. Right. Right. And when it, as it was coming out and I was channeling it on my podcast, I remember thinking, wow, this is going to piss some people off. And mm-hmm. wow, this makes so much more sense. Mm. 
at the mm-hmm. same time. So I, I have had those experiences. It's, you know, I love channeling. It's an interesting journey. And I, um, it, it's just one of those things that I think it's just going to continue to evolve and unfold. Well, that clarity that you were talking about, that clarity of, of, wow, this is not something that would normally have come from my mind. That in a sense is what I've looked for. Not, not because I wanted to channel, just because I wanted to have a clearer connection with my inner being. And, for the longest time, I was really confused. Is it my ego thought? Is it my inner being thought? What am I getting? Which is which? How do I distinguish? And and to a large extent, that's still an issue for me. But what has happened is I've begun to notice that there are instances where something comes out and I say to myself, where did that come from? And yeah. the instant answer is, oh, well, that was inner being. Okay, now I now I have some sort of differentiator. Right. Well, we're, we're on that level, we're all channels, you know. And I even did, I did a podcast once where I kind of said, you know, we're all channels, you can all do this. And then the stream sort of chastised me for it and said, not really. You don't want to set that expectation because we're all on different paths through this lifetime. And not everybody is necessarily on the path of, of sharing things the way that I share them. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that you don't have your own version of this. Everybody does. Right. But don't set the expectation that everybody's going to be out speaking it and writing it. And, and, you know, yeah, that would be, well, that would be kind of a confusing world anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, trust me is you, you've got to have a pretty thick skin because, you know, I I'm sure over social media and you can just imagine some of the comments that i see oh yeah yeah Yeah. we we, we keep the conversation well we we cover a lot of stuff here and we do get uh the occasional um downtrodden comment but we don't get the range that some others get i've seen some of the stuff i I do a lot of teaching on uh i I get a lot of it on tiktok right now because it's Mm. just the wild west and and you have access to everything on tiktok it's not a social media platform where you just get what you follow you can that's boring the exciting element of tiktok is the wild west of everything. Right. And okay. I, that's what I like about it. So I teach on there and there's a lot of people that really love what I teach and there's people that hate it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get all of it. So you get a lot of pushback. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. Sure. I mean, it's okay. I'm used to it by now, but it, it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Well, that's also another opportunity to practice what we were talking about with the stream. We were talking about appreciating the things that we initially resisted and didn't like. And, and you know, especially we were talking about the case of the uh, young girl who was raped by her father. That's I mean, a really, you know, very, very horrible situation to go through. Learning to appreciate something around that, that that's a big deal. But that whole appreciation thing is really what we're talking about here when we talk about dealing with the social media stuff. You learn to appreciate the people who are throwing the crap at you. Yeah. Well, it doesn't take me, if I'm in high vibration, I don't even care. And if I'm in a little lower, I'll, you know, sometimes I'll pull up their feed and start looking at them like, okay, they're not ready for this. You know, they're in a whole different vibe and they're not ready for the stuff and whatever they think about it, you know, whatever, if somebody is motivated to troll something on social media, that is always about them and, and not about you. Oh, yeah. Stuff like that. That's always about them every single time. Because I see things I don't agree with all the time, but I'm not going to bother to comment on it. I could care less. I'm like, oh, that's not for me. Boom. I'll just swipe on by, you know. I have to admit, there's a piece of me that does like to uh, feed the trolls, and I do occasionally feed trolls just because it's fun. Sometimes it's fun. (laughs) Especially when you, you know, when you've gone through a thought process to understand something so deeply. And then they're just kind of crapping all over it from a place of not understanding it. It's easy to sort of come from that, you know, high and mighty space and, and really zing them. Well, yeah, it, it isn't even so much. I mean, yes, there is the zinging aspect, but it, it isn't even that so much. I think it's more me just trying to find out, okay, if I ran into a situation where I had somebody like that who was actually having a conversation with me, how could I connect to them? So that's what I use the trolls for. I use the trolls as a way of trying things out. Okay, what yeah. happens if I give them this? How do they respond to that? 
Yeah, well, I know, I know I've done my job if I respond to them and then suddenly the comment disappears. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of times, uh, like religious people will do stuff like that and I'll make a comment back that's actually very thoughtful and then it disappears and I realize that they've now felt bad about what they wrote and so they mm. deleted it. Uh, but I had one just the other day that it was somebody, um, what did he say? It was like LMAO. It's ridiculous to think that thought creates things. Mm hmm. You know, something along those lines. Right. And my response was, I could see how thought could be difficult for you. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, zing. I know. I, I probably wasn't in the highest vibration when I said that. <laughs> but it was just exactly what came to me right in that moment. And uh, he was not pleased with my response. I'm sure, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's fun to go down into that lower vibration sometimes and have a little fun. Why not? You know what? If you're going to troll my page, then I'll... I'll yeah, right. Why not? You know, you asked for it. Here it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, anyway, he, this he is the like great... I, he didn't look like a genius on his feed, is on his own feed. So I thought... <laughs> I was... <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's part of what... That's the fun of being a troll, I guess. I, I, I often ask myself that question. That's probably a topic for another day. But why do people troll? And then I realize, well, they probably troll for the same reason that we explore what we explore. They're exploring. Yeah, they're looking for some kind of reaction. And, you know, I actually gave him one. He doesn't like it. But, yeah, yeah. they're looking for a reaction and, and, and engagement and looking to agitate. And, again, it's it kind of all goes back to that place of, um, I think we were talking about this, not feeling in power. Mm -hmm. And then you're on social media and you're equal to everybody else on social media. And you're sitting there in your phone and you can just say whatever you want. And you've got power in that moment. And I think that that's what it's about. It's not feeling empowered and suddenly you've got a voice about something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But now we're living in an age where everybody has a voice about something. So it doesn't exactly make you special. And talk about how the high level perspective comes in because you experience that long enough and seeing everybody has a voice and you start to lose interest in it having, yeah. uh, well, everybody's got the voice. Okay. So what, what's the big deal? Yeah, we're, we all have a platform now, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, great stuff. Thank you very much once again for sharing and for uh, giving your time because we really appreciate it. Listeners appreciate it. You can tell from the questions. If, if, if you play it back, I'm sure you'll, you'll hear the questions that, uh, I'll post it in my, uh, my Facebook group. And uh, I want to invite everybody to join that too. It's called Taya Global Awakening. Okay. That and then text for the, I'll give you the text again too. Text awaken to 760-284-7665. And that gets you the uh, source guided meditation, which is really cool. And what, what happens with the, uh, uh, the Taya Facebook group? Uh, you, it's a private Facebook group and I teach Taya in there all the time. Oh, okay. Uh, and also I do lives in there. Uh, every Wednesday I'm on live in my Facebook group and on my YouTube channel. I simulcast, okay. uh, and I channel live every Wednesday, 4 PM Pacific. And I usually have a host like yourself and the host just like this, the host will read questions from the audience and I channel and, uh, that's, it's an, it's interesting. These are really deep questions very often on this show. Mm -hmm. Over right. there, it's a little different because it's it's on all these different places, and so you get questions from all these all different places. Yeah, you get all kinds of questions, which is uh, an interesting experience too. So this is real focused mm -hmm. because you're we're sort of uh, preaching to the choir, if you will. Here. Yeah, right. But over there, it's a little different. You know, it's all kinds yeah. of questions. So it's 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 a different flavor. I like doing both. I'll have to check that out. And what tell us again what the name of the Facebook group is? Tya Taya Global Awakening. Global Awakening. Taya Taya Global Global Awakening. Awakening. I go live in there. I teach the Taya tools in there. Uh, that's mainly what that group is all about. Okay. Uh, and then, so I have Taya Bootcamp, which is a, a, a something that you would 
uh, pay to join and take over a 12 week period. Right. And that's, you know, the, the kind of the big kahuna. That's, of what I that's the in-depth one. Yeah. Right. Well, that one's where you get all the coaching and the tools and the time right. and, the and all that stuff. But I do teach the tie of tools in that group and it's a free Facebook group. So you can get in there and start kind of, kind of getting acquainted with it and then decide, you know, when you're ready to, to jump into boot camp and cool. Really okay, good. I love it. All right. Well, have a great week. I hope you have a great session tomorrow since now I know that you do the sessions on Wednesdays at the time that Sydney yeah. and I are, are recording. So I hope you have a, a wild set of questions tomorrow to answer. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's always fun to be here, Walt. It's great to have you here. So thank you much. Thank you, live streamers. Thank you especially to our podcast listeners as well. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.